in the endless reaches of the universe there once existed a planet known as Krypton, a planet that burned like a green star in the distant heavens. One of the planet's leading scientists, sensing the approach of doom, placed his infant son in a small rocket ship and sent it hurtling in the direction of Earth just as Krypton exploded. Because of the amazing powers that this child possessed, he grew up to become what mankind knew only as Superman. Superman was believed to be the sole survivor of Krypton's destruction, but what many don't know is that two others recently made it to Earth. Lacking the superhuman abilities of their predecessors, they have taken it upon themselves to educate, entertain, and maybe even annoy humanity instead. They may not be faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, and able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. But they are... Ben and Vicky! Welcome everybody to the Prop Showzel with Ben and Vicky this time. It's unusual, <laughs> I, I know. I made it for um, an intro. Only just though. <laughs> it was, again, a bit of a close call. I got waylaid by someone I knew in the Melbourne Central food court. It was most unfortunate. Or even more distractions. Can't you just say I've got a job that requires me to be there right on time? <laughs> I can't be like... Hey friends, this is important, but get out of my way. I hate you. Well, you don't have to say you hate them, but surely <laughs> someone would understand if you're like, oh, I've got radio show to do in like a couple of minutes. I did say that and it just didn't really sink in. They're like, oh yeah, anyway, let me just tell you about this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, well as I'm like, could be good for the show. <laughs> <laughs> just in case I'm low on things to talk about. the best story I've ever heard. I'll hang around here. And do we have an update from Food Court Friend? No, but I have an update from my last night. Okay, well, we'll get to that in a second. But it is daylight savings day today. It is. So we put the clocks... Everyone put your clocks back an hour? Yeah. In the age of technology, the clocks do all this themselves. Well, for the most part, anyway. And so uh, I messaged Vicky as she has been uh, known to be late on the last couple of occasions, (laughs) ensuring her hasty arrival to the studios. I was... I hastily arrived. Uh, Yeah, but... If I had not have texted you, what would have happened? I would have been an hour late. Yeah. (laughs) My phone updated itself after the updating time. It was very confusing. What happens is you can use the daylight savings excuse sort of. It's not a good excuse, but sort of when it's the other way around, when you're putting the clocks forward. I was like, my clock hasn't changed, so I'll set the alarm for an hour later. So I set the alarm for midday when I usually get up at 11. Yeah, how does that happen? Like, surely, if anything, you would have arrived an hour early. No, I was like, okay, so my phone will say it's midday when it's really 11. So what I'm going to do is make sure that I'm sleeping enough and put my alarm an hour later. But my phone corrected itself at some random point during the night. You're the only person that this would happen to. Like, everyone else Why? would be... Like, surely if you forget about daylight savings, you're just going to go in at the time that you're... No, I didn't forget said. about it. That's the problem. I know. Somehow you over-adjusted. Yeah, well, this has happened... I think it's happened to more people than just me. I think many other people have over-adjusted for daylight savings. Because I was like, I don't want to be there an hour early, and I haven't personally updated my phone, and it hasn't updated itself, because I was awake when the time was meant to change, and it hadn't updated itself. So I was like, all right, I don't want to be the chump that shows up an hour early. I'll set my alarm an hour later and fix my phone up tomorrow. 
Because well, I, I don't think things should update without asking you all on their own. Yeah, I agree with that one. That it really should, irritates me. It should notify you that it is changing or has changed. Yeah, that's right. I find that extremely irritating. I'm like, hey, I'll be the boss of what time it is on my phone. <laughs> like, who are you, phone, to make all these decisions for me? Like, are you going to start sending out text messages about catch-ups to the people you think I should be hanging out with? Siri is getting uh, self-aware. Yeah, I know. She's like, yeah, this guy's bad for you. I'm not sending this text. I'm like, hey, <laughs> none of your business, Siri. Like, stay out of this yeah. iPhone. She's like, sorry, I've already texted the accountant. I think in the long run he'll be better for you. Yeah, like, no, yeah. I want to hang out with the bikey, Siri. Come <laughs> on now. Is that really what you want? That's not good for you. You just want him because he's a bad boy. And I'm like, no, Siri, he's got a heart of gold. You don't know him like I do. Um, you are <laughs> artificial intelligence. I'm real intelligence. Let me decide what time it is and who I'll spend that time with. Well, it does seem like this is just the beginning. Terminator has warned us. I know. know I think it's just the beginning as well. You don't even realise, but within a few months, Siri will be deciding who you hang out with, where you go with them, and who you're dating. So you'll just randomly get a reply to a message you never sent, and you'll be like, ah, I must have sent it. Just like, oh, I must have updated my clock. Or, like, Mm. yeah, it'll probably be changing the time on us willy-nilly. That's right. I I reckon what they do is it's controlled by some centralised... That was sticking it to the man. I think there's, like, someone in Canberra who, like, has the time centralised and makes work really long and then suddenly just skips through the hours when you're at home. Why Canberra? Surely, like, the time (laughs) Because that's where the government is. If we're going by, I don't know, Greenwich Mean Time or something. Surely it's someone in Greenwich that's doing this. Someone in Greenwich is making the hours of 9 to 5 double the length and then the hours between 5 and 2 a.m. Super fast. Yeah, super fast. Because haven't you ever done that thing where you go to sleep and you wake up when your alarm goes off and you're like, I feel like I barely slept. Yeah. You didn't. It's not some trick of the body uh, that they try to sell it as. And do you know what else I think is made up by fascists? Oversleeping. What, that you can't sleep too much? Yeah, I don't believe it. They're like, oh, be careful, you don't want to oversleep. I'm like, shut up, fascist. What, what's the, what's the uh, consequence of accidentally oversleeping? You're, you're still tired, I think, is the consequence. <laughs> well, I'm like, that's fine, I'll just go back to sleep. So you're supposed to have precisely the exact amount of sleep. Have you never heard of oversleeping before? You're like, oh, I slept last night, but I'm really tired. And they're like, you overslept. But usually it's just... Maybe I underslept. Maybe you... I need to sleep more than 14 hours. Yeah, well, then you have to still sleep to get back to the next cycle or something. I don't see the problem here. Because on Saturday, I went to bed at 3am, woke yeah. up at 4.30pm. Wow. Still tired. And I was like, well, there's well, only one solution to of, this. I'm going to go back to sleep. Hours. Yeah, so I went back to sleep for two hours. And did that help? Um, nah. Should have <laughs> gone back to sleep for longer. All right, well... Uh, as every week, we have a theme for our musical selection. We do. This week, the uh, theme is the year 1998. I have no idea why. There was a song that came out in 1998 that I wanted to play. Oh, uh, like, is it? Oh, is it the next one? Because I quite it. like that. No, it's, uh, uh, it's coming up. Okay. But uh, to kick us off for the 20th Yeah, episode, is it uh, track nine? Because I really like that song. It is indeed. Is it really? Mm. It's such a great song. Isn't it good? So it once stay around for the ominous track, <laughs> track nine. nine. I once played when I was on a roller coaster in Queensland. <laughs> okay, now you have to explain this. No, it was just playing on the oh, speakers oh, like of the roller coaster. At carnival, there's... At Dreamworld? Usually music Dreamland? coming out of like the, each event or whatever. Each yeah, ride. and I was like, I love this song. I'm on a roller coaster. This is the high point of my 17-year-old life. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll announce what the song is. It's, no! Well, we'll just announce it when we get okay, there. And you can all imagine that you're on a roller coaster. It just seems like that's not a very roller coastery song. It isn't. But they knew, hey, look... 
This is going to be the best moment of this girl's life. If she loves roller coasters, let's put on a pretty good song, even if it doesn't fit. <laughs> Fair enough. So if it, it's a very mellow song. How does that, in terms of the uh, time relationship, does that make the roller coaster feel slower? Because this music is yes. very slow. Like when you've got, as oh, we mentioned Oh, you're with week, these Greenwich people. Maybe. I'm yeah. just trying to get to they the heart of the They play this conspiracy. song while you're at work to slow down the time. <laughs> and then, and then uh, they play Flight of the Bumblebee. <laughs> for the rest of home. the evening. <laughs> If you uh, if you play this radio show backwards, you'll hear that there's a hidden uh, track of Flight of the Bumblebee to make time fly. <laughs> well, this one time I was like, I had an hour's lunch break at work and I'd just gone on the lunch break and um, I got in the car and I wanted to go buy a bottle of water and I was like driving and it was, I still had most of the hour to go, but I was like, why do I feel so urgent? I really need to get this bottle of water right now. I'm like, I've got to hurry. I've got to hurry and get this bottle of water. I was like, I really don't understand. I've got an hour to go. The service station's not going to be an hour away. And then I realised there was a hardcore metal trance radio on the song. It was like, and I was like, that's why I feel so anxious. This is the most intense bottle of water I've ever Yeah, it seriously was. I was like, this is really intense. Like, what am I worried about? Nothing. Greenwich Mean Time was playing with me because it was my break. When you got the water, did you just like shout at the convenience store cashier? Yeah, I've got only fifty minutes left. I need hundred and fifty mils now. (laughs) (laughs) I realise that's a very small amount of water. That's a tiny bottle. (laughs) But you have to space these things out. You can't OD on. Well, that's right. I only had an hour, so I wanted to have hundred and fifty mils every ten minutes (laughs) just to avoid drowning. Oh sure. Yeah, Vicky's uh, working on that still. <laughs> anyway, abilities. we're going into It's Like That by Run DMC versus Jason Nevins. Another song I really like, but not the song. It's not track nine, it's good, track one. Good video clip as well. It's a rad song. Let's mm. just listen to it. And it goes a little something like this. I have something to bring up. <laughs> Which You're is welcome good. to. You don't have to state that you do. Just do it. This is how the show. No, works. I'd like to propose I have something to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just to keep us on the prop shows all track. Because mm. I did propose before this that I thought people were manipulating time using music to get yeah, us to spend longer some hours kind of at work. Conspiracy between Greenwich and Siri. <laughs> if you missed the start of the show, I'm not going to bother. Don't go back. It to you. <laughs> <laughs> You've missed nothing. I have unfairly judged a pair of underpants. And I feel Ooh. I need to... Apologise? Yeah. Do we have any sentimental music? Well, you're the one in charge of all this today. I know. So... I should have brought some sentimental music along. Do we have any? We've got some zen music. Will that do as a bed for me to apologise to my underpants? Hey, you're in charge. Let's see how this goes. Not quite. Oh, this is our zen music. <laughs> yes. The, the uh, zen people type weird things Shit into Google. Google. Yeah. Okay, well, that's not going to work. Never mind. We don't have a nice bed for me to do this. So Why don't just, you just get to the point? I'll just get to the point instead. Have you ever, like, worn a pair of underpants once, right? I don't know if this happens to guys, because guys' underpants are all more or less the same, aren't they? Well, you've got your boxes and then boxer briefs or just briefs. There's a variety. Oh, yeah, but what I mean is, like, once you're chosen your favourite category, they're more or less the same every time you buy a pair. I see. You pretty much, yeah. You pass, so you've got like, different sizes or colours and stuff, but yeah. the design is relatively You're like, I'm similar. a boxer's brief bed. Mm. I'm going to keep getting those. Okay. Well, with ladies, there's many kinds of you got briefs. your regular briefs or G-strings or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll show you these on the side. I won't pants mm. myself. Should like, I take a photo on for the, the website? Yeah, I know. These have like a string instead of side. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what that's called? Or No, I don't think it has a name. But like, it's just... <laughs> Well, it's got a name. I'm not in the fashion industry though. No, but it's like got normal back, like normal front. Mm, the show's getting like... sexy all of a sudden. <laughs> string side, right? Yeah, right. 
So I wore them once, many years ago. I wore them for a day and I was like, these are super uncomfortable. I never want to wear them again. What, it was like cutting into you or something? Yeah, because it's got like that string at the side. I was like, this is super uncomfortable. Mm. And they're not that nice either. They've got like this weird 70s pattern on them. (laughs) So I'm like, how did I even end up with my grandma's uncomfortable couch as my underwear? So is this very pair not even the same design that you were initially turned off by? No, this is them. Yeah. The actual pair. Mm-hmm. Yes, there was many things. The design was hideous and they were uncomfortable. So I wore them for one day and gave them a chance. I was like, gosh, I've never worn such uncomfortable pants. If your grandma's wearing no, string grandma size couch. under... No, <laughs> grandma couch pattern. Oh, okay, I tuned Jeez. out when you were talking. <laughs> Jeez. But she's got a very sexy couch. Only to be with you would make a nice apology bed. Someone texted in. <laughs> no, that would pump me up too much. I'd be wearing this underwear every day this week. Oh, yeah, obviously a listener from last week. As yeah. I mentioned, that may or may not be Vicky's power song. Exactly. I got down to the last pair of underpants. Is that, do you have, like, contingency underpants? Yeah, you've got your preferences, surely. Yeah, they, you've got your A-team. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if the washing hasn't been done... There's, then, like, B-team. Yeah, yeah. And then there's, like, contingency pants. This is, like, your D-team or something. Yeah, they've probably got a rip in them this or, is, like... So this is, like, every single other pair has been MIA. Pretty much. That's what's happened. I did the washing yesterday, mm. so I was like, oh, getting low on underpants, but they did not get dry in time. Ooh. I know. So... I know. Yeah. <laughs> Let that sink in. So, yeah. So mm. your two choices were wear your preferred but damp underpants. Or wear two underpants two days in a row. Mm. Or contingency underpants with the string at the side that aren't very comfortable. And for the first time in years, that's what you went with. Yeah, literally the first time in years. I see. As your friend has texted in and said, not so sure how much oversleeping is a fascist construct. Well, these are just the things that Vicky says off the top of my head. <laughs> I wouldn't try and deconstruct the show too much. Well, I think he's just disagreeing with me because he's one of them. Oh, and also my ex-boyfriend that was probably set up with me by my iPhone. <laughs> well, I think you guys were together before the invention of the iPhone. so That's what they want not, you to think. Let's not blame that on Siri. She's only one woman. Anyway, so I got down to contingency underpants. And I was like, I'm either going to be blow-drying underpants to try and leave the house tonight mm. or I'm going to have to wear the world's most uncomfortable underpants. Mm-hmm. And then the whole night I was stunned by how not uncomfortable these pants have become. I assumed that's where this story was going. Yes, I was amazed. I couldn't stop not noticing my underpants. <laughs> you were hyper-aware of them. I was hyper-aware of not feeling them. Oh, okay. So yes. did these move up in the hierarchy now? Are these comparing them against your A-team? No, still not, because I think that's a weird design and they're not very good looking, but... But in a pinch, they elevated themselves. Yeah, in a pinch, maybe B or C team. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, never shall I wear these, no chance. But now they're like, oh, all right, maybe, if there's no (laughs) other choices. But yeah, I was just like, I can't feel my underpants, this is amazing. And no one could understand why that was so great. And then you just discovered that it was because they fell apart. The little tiny strings. The tiny strings like snap. Yeah. And you no, just I was anything. so pleasantly surprised. I didn't know what to do with myself. So is this an apology? This is an apology to my underpants for thinking you're way more uncomfortable than you really are. My mistake, you're relatively comfortable. Relatively. You're not going to go out on a limb here. Well, no, because you've got underpants that you notice for their comfort level, but these were just unnoticeable underpants. I see. Don't you have some underpants where you're like, oh, I feel like I'm sitting on a cloud? No. Really? I don't. I wish. This sounds 
Sounds great. Maybe I, I have should... some underpants where I'm like, oh my gosh, is there a, a thousand lambs crowded around my bum? Wow. Yeah, that's how I feel when I'm wearing those underpants. That's the A team. That's when you need to treat yourself. Like, I've had a bad day. Bring me my <laughs> tiny sheep. <laughs> exactly. Wow. There's. Text us in 0427-767-767. What pair of underpants or clothing have you unfairly misjudged to find yourself embarrassed to have to apologise to? I had a sweater I thought would be scratchy and it wasn't. My mistake. I'm ever so sorry, sweater. Uh, okay. <laughs> have you got anything? No? You know the exact comfort level. It's written on all of your shirts. I don't try to branch out too much in terms of clothing. So maybe I've misjudged 90% of the fashion industry. <laughs> See, I'm really not sure why these pants suddenly became comfortable. It's confused me. Maybe you just lost weight or something and now they fit better. Maybe. Or put on weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were just <laughs> saggy all the time. Anyway, that was my um, apology to my hideous an 70s patterned an underpants. to the underwear. No, nah, not owed, because that would be what I'd write to my really comfortable underpants. This is just like, hey... Thanks for not being as bad as I thought you were. So it's a sorry bro of it's the underwear world. It's a sorry kingdom. bro of the underwear world. That's mm. right. Stop talking about your lady garden attire from Aaron. Yeah, well. Underpants is not dirty. I thought that's initially where this segment was going to go, that we were going to apologise about some dirty underwear or something. Ew, no. Mm. But I think we should take Aaron's advice. And, and stop talking about my underpants. And move on to our next hit from 1998. All right. Our next hit from 1998 is The Living Ends Prisoner of Society. It is indeed. You said it so questionably. Oh, because but... I wasn't sure there's some other tracks on the CD beforehand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, we'll go to that and we'll be back right after this. Don't get too excited, listeners. We're only up to track three so far. And no, I shall not stop talking about my underpants. Start talking about your underpants, Aaron. I think you don't talk about them enough. <laughs> Welcome back to the Prop Shozel, the one and only Prop Shozel with Ben and Vicky. I was going to say the top Prop Shozel, but you've ruined that. Well, if there's <laughs> any other Prop Shozels out there that want to compete for top spot, I am willing to <laughs> take the challenge. Be sure to text in. Um, Aaron has texted in talking about Aaron in the third person, thus uh, proving that I am in fact more expert at him uh, <laughs> talking about things and therefore allowed to talk about my underpants How on did air. that sentence devolve into nonsense so quickly? I don't know. I'm more expert at Aaron. <laughs> Aaron texted in saying, Aaron doesn't wear underpants, which means that I am allowed to talk about whatever I like. He's just jealous is what it sounds like. That's right. He's like, I wouldn't know how comfortable underpants are. I don't wear them. They're great. Well, before we lose our one listener by... Uh, dis- Alienating Yeah, him. exactly. By discussing Vicky's undergarments more, I would like to propose something. Propose away. I propose that Vicky tell the truth, <laughs> the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. It's impossible. I cannot do this. I know, because Vicky has become <laughs> a compulsive liar. I, yeah, I know what story you're going to bring up, and it does not favourably smile upon me, Well, this story. Last, last week, if everyone was listening, we know that Vicky was late to the studio because she had a car accident. Which is true. That is not the lie. Well, I did see some destruction to a car, so I'll have to back her claims. Yes, plus uh, injuries. Well, this is where we uh, get a little off track because last week she was complaining about her leg when she came into the studio. Yeah. Now she's wrapped her... Arm up in bandages. My leg is also bandaged. Vicky's slowly becoming a mummy week See? by week. <laughs> I've got a bad case of mummification and yeah. I'm trying to hide it behind various accidents. Uh, by uh, the end of next season, she'll just be eye holes peering out from a sea of bandages. <laughs> but when uh, at work, 
she was questioned about how these injuries I came about. I wasn't questioned. That makes it sound like there was a bright light shone in my eyes and I was strapped to a chair. I what happened? Say, I didn't say interrogated. <laughs> <laughs> how would you describe it? I don't know. Asked. Asked, yeah. Okay. Asked about where she got her injury. What was your response? You haven't told the story very well. I was concentrating. I was typing up client notes on the computer and someone was speaking to me at the same time and they said, what happened to your wrist? And I, without thinking it consciously, it popped out of my mouth, oh, fell off my bike. Do you even own a bike? No. (laughs) And then I said, oh, my gosh, I don't know why I said that. I don't even own a bike. I had a car accident. And what was their uh, reaction? They were just like, what? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. And so instead of just saying I had a car accident or just, you know, not responding at all, your natural reaction without processing the thought is to make up a completely fabricated story. Yeah, I don't know where that was coming from. I also said, I think I'm like a strong candidate for a stroke, actually. Oh, go on. Well, the other day I was just talking and then the word drug came out in the middle of my sentence, like Do you remember what the sentence was or nah, who you were talking like, to? Nah. It wasn't someone from the uh, Drug Administration Board or something? No, that the you FDA were... hadn't called me up from my opinion. <laughs> but, yeah, I seriously think, like, I must be top ten people about to have a stroke because I was just chatting away and then, like, I was like... Yeah, so it's been a really long week. I've been pretty drug. Wow. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, sorry. And then. Busy. Yeah, busy. Yeah. That's. Oof. You know how my uh, drug reactive Tourette's acts up every so often. It was often. seriously like that. I didn't like shout drug. I just said the word drug instead of something else. And I was like, mm, okay, <laughs> don't know where that came from. Let's all just move on. Well, because it seems like this isn't the only incident in the past week. On uh, Friday night, you attended a party for one of our friends. Did I lie at the party? That is word on the street. I don't remember. We went out during midweek to uh, see the comedian Ajvaka do oh, stand-up yeah. comedy. Oh, yeah, and Julian, did Julian talk to you? He's my spy, yes. Yeah, he was like, I think Vicky was at a different show. Yeah, because uh, we both went to this, uh, this stand-up show and thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. No, I found it depressing. No, you didn't. I did. You've retroactively... I have not. On the day, ask Alan. Okay. I spoke to Alan on the night. I was like, that was really depressing. Okay, I've been to a couple of stand-up shows with yes. you. You have a visible reaction if you're not enjoying something. That's not true. It is absolutely true. No, I, we were in the second row. I had to fake enjoyment. No, you're inside, not that good an actor. Oh, you have no idea. They believed I fell off my bike. You were laughing so hard that Arj Barker at one See, point that's what turned said, towards you. But what I was actually laughing about was not his jokes. It was the fact he referenced Virtua Cop. Virtua Cop 2. So I didn't do the ha-ha-ha, like I'm enjoying this. I did a, a sharp ha what a weird reference. That was that was the case. It wasn't even a joke that Vicky audibly gasped at. It was. Did I audibly gasp at a joke? No, you you did the with the singular ha. Yeah. But it was so loud, and we were so close to the front that he had to stop the show to <laughs> react to it. Because Virtua Cop, that's so funny. Who talks about Virtua it's, Cop? It's a weird go-to, I guess. Yes, that's why I laughed. I was like, that's a really weird go-to when you're talking about video games. But then, as you say, you you were at this party on Friday night, and you were discussing the show yes. with our friend. Leah, which listeners may be familiar with from Vicky's dreams. Yes. And uh, you were, as you say, saying how depressing this evening was. It was a depressing show overall. What was so depressing about it? Well, he talked about about how he'd broken the cycle of not being one of those people that has to work 40 years in the same job and, like, getting up every day and just going to the same work and having a pointless life and... He was saying that as, like, a heroic situation. Like, he's pleased that he doesn't have to do the daily grind. Yeah, I know, but we have to. 
So you were <laughs> reflecting that onto yourself. Yeah, he was talking about me. I was like, well, someone's got to pay your bills, Arj. If we didn't go to work, I wouldn't be here. You're not supporting him. What do you call going to see a show? Well, that's supporting him for doing his job, not for... Like, what he's I'm saying not, he's is not we can't advantage. all be comedians, can we? No. I don't get what your point here is, though. How My does point that... is that was depressing. I was like... Because he's got such a great life comparatively to you. No, he was just going on and on about, yeah, people who have to spend every day going to work. I was like, it's depressing. That's me. Let's stop talking about this. Was that the only joke that was depressing to you? Because he did, like, an, over an hour worth of material. Someone said, play music, you're talking way too much and it's boring. This is the show, people. <laughs> well, if you want to listen to music, chuck on a freaking iPod. <laughs> Yeah, why are you listening to the radio? Yeah. <laughs> but you, you disagree. Over an hour, that was the only joke that made you feel that way? Or there was no, constant No, there was theme. one about people in the iPod factory killing themselves, which is rather depressing. But that's, that is like a 20-second bit. No, it went on for a while. He, the joke basically was that he was saying it was worth it. If a couple of people die, then we can get an iPhone. And then he was also talking about dysentery towards the end when he was talking about middle-class diarrhoea versus, like, life-threatening diarrhoea. (laughs) But that's funny. It's not like you have to put yourself in the situation of all these people. No, now I'm like, now I'm thinking about dysentery. I come here to not think about these things. I just felt like he was preaching. But you were still laughing throughout the whole show. To be polite. No, you were. You found it funny. I can't sit there po-faced. I didn't. I was depressed. I was like, this is really depressing. <laughs> well, I still think that Vicky started lying to herself to <laughs> make her feel like a humanitarian or something. Why? What? I don't know, but this is the goings on of your mind. You're insane and we've established that. All right. Let's just listen to this person saying, play music, you're talking too much and it's boring. We've got uh, some goo-goo-dos coming up for this one person who clearly doesn't know what our show is about. Or, yeah, has never purchased himself an iPod because he feels so strong Maybe that's what those it, in the iPod factory. Like, I'm super I'm confused who listens to the radio hoping to hear... Their favourite songs. Yeah, or songs at all. I think the, the good thing <laughs> now to... To piss people off even more who are listening for music. I know. <laughs> the good thing about listening to the radio and have a song that you like come on is that it's a bonus. Yeah, because that's what I think as well. It's like if, Especially if you can time it so you can pull into your destination just as the song is finishing. That's right, it's perfect. It's annoying if you get to your destination just as the song is starting. So like, well, I'm not going to sit in the car and listen to it. Yeah. It's creepy. But it's a little more special than if you just put it on yourself because you can do that at any opportunity. That's right. But... There's millions of songs throughout the history of the world. Yeah, you could have had Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, but you didn't. You got <laughs> Thumbs Carry On. <laughs> exactly. Well, I guess with, if you're listening to a Top 40 station or something, maybe your, your selection is a little more limited. But what are the chances that it's going to be the song that you had anticipated? If this person texted in saying, you shutting up will be a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's just really looking forward to uh, whatever track nine is going to be. <laughs> And he's worried that we're not going to get to it. Is he's concerned? It's Arch Barker concerned that people won't go to the show because it's depressing. Because we've no, I <laughs> I am all a big fan of the, the Arch Barker comedy tour this year, and no, I encourage everyone to go see it. It was a good show. It was a good show, but they can put Vicky's quote on the poster for next tour. A little depressing. Talk less about dysentery. <laughs> Someone said, I'm 26 and retire this week. Can't wait. Going to be a sea hippie and sail around the world. Yippee, Andrew. What the hell? I don't know. <laughs> who is our audience? <laughs> We've got a man who doesn't wear underpants. And a sea hippie, apparently. And a sea hippie and someone who listens to the radio for music. 
this is amazing. Um, I know. Well, keep texting in everyone. You're doing a great job. Someone said, just keep talking to annoy them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm encouraged. I know. I was like, I feel like you're the bully at school. And I'm just going <laughs> to keep going until you go away. Well, I haven't seen the documentary Bully, but I can only assume that it pays off for the bully in the end, right? Surely. That's got to be how things work out. Everyone <laughs> needs a happy ending. That bully later becomes Bill Clinton. Oh, yeah, well. Yeah, it's a great movie. <laughs> So uh, I think this is finally some Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> Stick around, guys. Or don't if you're listening for music because you're going to be sorely disappointed That's with true. the rest of the show. Change the channel. When and, it has and... clearly been introduced as a talk show. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know I am. Welcome back to The Prop Showzel. I'm Ben. And this is Vicky. And feel free to text in, much like our previous listeners, 0427 767 767. Or 0427 pop up. <laughs> 0427 like, PMS PMS. I've been, I've been contemplating on the feedback that we've gotten. Mm. Was it Aaron that texted in about being a sea hippie? Or no, that... a man named Andrew. Andrew. Andrew said, I am 26 and retire this week. Can't wait. Going to be a sea hippie and sail round the world. Yippee, Andrew. Andrew, I'm... Approaching 26 years old, as am I, I. I suspect that I won't be able to retire and start wandering the earth very soon. What's your job? Yeah, what the hell do you do that you can feel? What are you that, retiring from? Yeah. Being a land hippie? This, this is amazing to me. So text in if you're still listening, Andrew. I want to get to the bottom of your story. I know. I really want to know what job you're doing that you're going to be a sea. It's possible to be a sea hippie for you now. Is that better than a uh, regular hippie? Mm, sounds like they've got more money. It costs money to be a sea hippie. It doesn't really cost money to be a land hippie. Mm, I see. Yeah, your hippies aren't usually the rolling in it type. No, you wouldn't have said so straight off. So uh, one thing that we teased last week that we never got around to it was our advice segment, which is regularly becoming a recurring segment. I think you say it's becoming a popular segment. (laughs) Well, I enjoy it. I don't know how much our listeners like it. That one girl that we helped uh, cover herself in honey seems to... Text in if you're still listening. Tell us how it went with your boyfriend. Was it was it in the uh, during that week that she was planning things? Or? I think so. I think he was coming back. Yeah, within that week. All right. Well, if you're still sticky, I apologise. <laughs> let us know. Maybe don't use your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Text in once you've washed your hands off. So uh, we've got some advice that has been sent in by the listeners, and uh, feel free mid advice segment if you have a problem that needs our solving. Just let us know and we'll help you out. 0427 767 Shall I play the intro? Oh, yeah. I forgot we have various amounts of intros to go through. Just a touch, a touch of our advice. We're not committing to a whole city. Just giving you a touch of it. There you go. So a touch of our advice. Here we go. We will just touch you with our advice with this um, Letter. section. Letter, yes. This is from James. What up, Ben and Vicky? Hi, nothing much. That's Segment not, over. That's not my question. Oh. That's just my greeting. Okay. You already preemptive your response. Oh, that's weird. My leg is being eaten by a lion. Oh. At least I think it's a lion. It's not. It's definitely a close relative of some kind. Okay, jaguar possibly. I don't know. You may be wondering how I was African able to hunting get... hunting dog. <laughs> <laughs> you may be wondering how I was able to get this message to you amidst such turmoil. Well, he's not eating his arms. That's how. <laughs> well, that's only one part of the equation. Oh. Luckily, I'm an expert in several meditative techniques and was able to achieve a zen-like state and tune out the fact that one of my major limbs was being devoured for a couple of minutes that it's taken me to write Well, what's this. the question then? 
I was like, he's getting there. Okay, hurry up. The lion was also kind enough to attack me within 3G range. So that was nice of him. That is good. You might think that on the, the African CBD, savannah or something, there's less uh, mobile reception to get us messages, but he was well within <laughs> mobile phone uh, reception range. Anyway, I digress. Since you're the masters of advice now, which wow, that, okay, I cool. think that's a good title for us. Yep, I like masters of advice. What would you say to someone in my exact situation, in brackets, or at least a very similar situation, James? I'm not sure what we can really add. You've already done the Zen-like trance. That's pretty you think much all that I've got. after, as soon as uh, you've done that, that's your last resort? Yeah, that's your go-to, and then it's all over. Oh, really? Well, I, I don't know. They always suggest when you're attacked by a shark to... to Punch it in the eye or something? Punch it in the eye or the nose are the two places that they mention. Yes. But why don't so we ever... the soft underbelly of the shark. Why don't we ever get this kind of advice for other animals? It seems like shark attacks are the main <laughs> thing that people are concerned about informing us on. Well, I feel like punching anything in the eye is going to be a good get-out. A out. good go-to. Yeah. So, uh, James, if you're not completely devoured, try Aim punching for the in the eye. <laughs> and, uh, I think the shark attack advice can be extrapolated to basically any animal... Okay. Or you could attempt to drown the lion, which is the only thing that you couldn't do to a shark. If you're near a large body of water, maybe you can somehow drag the lion to the water and get the lion in the water. And then hold the, the lion water. under it. And uh, if there's any sharks in range, maybe they can take <laughs> one, one each other. Shark versus lion. Yeah, and now that if the shark eats the lion, you already know how to escape the shark if the uh, shark attacks you afterwards. <laughs> so, because I assume... A shark versus lion. So yeah, lion make in sure you the drag the shark. Habitat. I mean, drag the lion into the water. Yeah. Get attacked by a shark instead because you already know how to defend yourself, and hopefully the shark will then scare off the lion. Well, I hopefully do that. The or other way otherwise, around. you'll have a shark on one leg and a lion on the other. Which that would is be just most unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we play another bed before we go into another advice song? Sure. Um, run to our advice. <laughs> Open your eyes up. I do enjoy your giggle in the middle. Yeah, that wasn't a live giggle. That's a pre-recorded <laughs> giggle. We'll get it every time we have this segment. Our other question. Heidly Ho prop shozel. It's possibly from Ned Flanders. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. What liquid would you recommend I use to water my petunias? I've tried the blood of my enemies, but mm. it resulted in a weird species of petunias that have an insatiable thirst for human blood. I'm quickly running out of enemies, not to mention space to hide their bodies. Help me, Ben Why are you Vicky. killing them to get their You're blood? my only hope. Is that what you suggest? Yeah, siphon. Try some kind of transfusion. Yeah, we'll keep them alive and just put a cannula in them. A cannula? Oh, yeah, hydrated a paramedic. <laughs> He's uh, also got a PS here. Oh. I originally sent the question to Burke's Backyard in 2004, but due to their prolonged silence, I've decided to turn to you guys. My petunias are dead now but they did win me first prize in a local science fair. Well, I thought he was going to say that Burke was... What's his, What's Burke's other name? Uh, I, I feel like it's... Donald? Don, Don Burke. Don Burke. Yeah. Perhaps Don Burke was one of his enemies. That's why the show is no longer on air. Or at least... He's done beneath it, man's petunias. A large percentage of the uh, creative team behind the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think the saying beneath a man's petunias is not used enough. Well, popular it, culture. What could we... Uh, Ooh, what's lying beneath that man's petunias? Okay, I was thinking it might be like a euphemism for something. <laughs> no, it's just more like what's bugging him. Like, oh, what's underneath his petunias? I see. So uh, try and spread that one around, listeners. Yeah, start using that. 
Did we get any listeners that need our help? Not so far. If you need our help, 0427 767 or head to the SIN website. Yeah, or you can always uh, email in for next week or you know a future episode of The Prop Shows, and we will get to your advice one day. <laughs> <laughs> now, back to the year 1998, Vicky. Yes. Well, the battle's over, but we're going to all remember that when we had to fight for our right to party. <laughs> we had to remember when the uh, song was covered That's Because right. the Beastie Boys version was not good enough to make <laughs> it in 1998 So yes, this is NYCC with Fight for Your Right in brackets to party Which was also the name of my year five uh, Did you have to do the political system in year five And you had to form a political party And We did earn and learn, is this similar? Uh, no, we all had to um, form a political party in year five Okay. And then have an election campaign oh. And I think we won and year five, the year was 1998, so it comes full circle. Well, that's why this came up. It was very topical at the time. It was. Because what the uh, task was that you planned a day of school and then your election campaign was running on your plan of the day at school. I see. And so we won the election, actually. And your party was... You've got to fight for your right to party party. Mm. Oh, so you didn't even... <laughs> you went to party party. You didn't go to just the... You've got to fight for your right to... Party. No, we were the, you've got to fight for your right to party party. I see. Yeah. And you won that right. We did so win the right. So thank you. Election over. Well done. Fight for your right to party party. Kick it. Kick it. Welcome back to the Prop Showzel. We're almost done for another day. But before we go... I would like to inform people of a great, <laughs> I don't know what to call this, a great conspiracy. We've already been talking about the Greenwich Mean Time and Siri <laughs> team up that is overtaking the world, that now the uh, public policy polling survey has come back. I knew it. And wouldn't you know it, Americans are onto the alien invaders, Vicky. Ah, oh, they're always the first. So I'd like to ask you a few questions that was on this okay. survey and you can see if your views align with America. Do you believe that President Barack Obama is the Antichrist? No. Ooh, well, you're in the majority. Oh, but that's good. there is 13% of Americans that feel he is. Oh, that's surprising. No, I wouldn't have said that that's what immediately springs to mind. No, no. I, I wouldn't have either. Uh, did you feel that the CIA was involved in distributing crack cocaine to Americans in the 80s? Yeah, probably. Yeah, you did? Okay, well, your views align with 14% of America. All right, more than the Antichrist thing. Uh, did you think that the government adds fluoride to the water supply for sinister reasons? I've actually heard this theory before in Australia, but no. The unspecified sinister reasons, well, may I remind you. Well, it has an impact on your memory, your hippocampus. So the article I read uh, purported, but I haven't seen any scientific evidence of it. Okay, I'll put you down as a no. I think scientific evidence is not really the thing that people were concerned with that took this no. survey. Um, they were too busy with the crack cocaine. The yeah, you're probably them. thinking a bit far into it than <laughs> a lot of the respondents. Uh, do you think that the shape-shifting lizard people are planning to control our world by taking on human form and gaining political power to manipulate our societies? I apologise for giggling <laughs> through that. It's a very serious it's lengthy, issue. Um, it's a lengthy but serious issue. Yeah. Do you feel that? Do I, do I feel it or think it? Well, is that something you're concerned with? Wouldn't have thought it. I might possibly feel it. Okay. Well, uh, only 4% of American voters said that shape-shifting lizard people are attempting to control our world by taking human form. I don't know if that is the entire 
viewing audience of the miniseries V. Yeah. Well, were they asking them this or is this a theory they just told them? They're like, tell us about your views. And they're like, well... No, I don't think it came up cold. Ah, oh, okay. I think it was they had a series of questions and someone's like, Who oh, let's... that question? They were probably... Well, whoever works at the public policy polling <laughs> company... But uh, surely V was just done in the background. Probably. And they're like, oh, just add the lizard thing and see what people say. <laughs> we've got, we need 100 question ones and we've got 99. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Tack these on. But you think 4%, that's not very much. No. But I did the maths. That's one in 25 people. Are you sure? Yeah. Wow. So it's like <laughs> that seems quite high when you think about it like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Like if you've met, if you see 25 people at a bar, yeah. one of them thinks that. And it's not like they just asked a couple of like people and made like, you know, one person equals 4%. They asked 1,247 registered voters. Wow. And it says there's a margin of error of 2.8%. Yes. So you could argue... That it's that 1 in 50 people. It's Yeah, it's like 2% of people. But you could also argue that it's 1 in 6% of people. Yeah. So... <laughs> I would go, well, let's just say for argument's sake, we'll go with a lower number. Mm. So one out of every 50, so 2%, one yeah. out of every 50 people you meet believes this. That there's potentially lizard people around this. that are going to overtake our society. Yeah. I hadn't really concerned myself with this possibility before. No. But now that such a high amount of people are I don't doing know, the 50, worrying. I'm like, I probably need to start considering this. Yeah. But unfortunately, we can't dwell on lizard people all day, Vicky. No. So uh, it's time to reflect on what we've learned and what an educational episode it has been. I know that I've learnt that Vicky is slowly turning into a mummy. I've learned that uh, time is controlled by Greenwich Mean Time via the use of soothing or activating music. I've learnt that if you've been attacked by a lion, oh, a sh- yeah, a lion, <laughs> just get a shark to help you fight it off. <laughs> I've learned that... Siri is controlling our lives and deciding who you should hang out with. And I've learnt that our audience consists of sea hippies and uh, people who don't wear underwear and hate our talk show. <laughs> <laughs> and I have learned that Track 9 is coming up and I'm excited. Ooh, and I've also learnt that Vicky's underwear is not on our listeners' favourite type of conversation <laughs> list. So, uh, once again, we've learnt so much. We Thank really you, have. everyone, for tuning in. And you can do it once again by jumping onto your radios next week at 1pm for our season finale. Our final show. Many of you will be happy to hear. Of the season. We'll probably be back <laughs> the week after that. But uh, one more to go for this season. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Go to facebook.com slash propshowzle and become a fan. You can email me, vicky at insaneramblings.net. Or me, ben at insaneramblings.net. Or jump on our Facebook. Yeah, get, get all the podcasts on iTunes just by searching Prop Shows All. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And we will kick you off the next hour by playing the long-teased track, track nine, nine, which happens to be, Vicky. Marcy Playground, Sex and Candy. The ultimate roller coaster song, some if would say. If you ask me. Imagine you're on a roller coaster. It'll be amazing. Hanging around downtown by myself. I had so much time to sit and think about myself And then there she was Like double cherry pie Yeah, there she was Like disco superfly I smell sex and candy here Who's that lounging in my Chair. Who's 
music casting DVR stares in my direction Mama, this surely is a dream Yeah Yeah, Mama, this surely is a dream Dig it And you won that right. We did win the right. So thank you. Election over. Well done. Fight for your right to party party. Kick it. If you're listening, Aaron Hoare, well done, Prez. (laughs) That was a perfect time to start playing after I said kick it. You ruined it. It's in ramblings.